I'm Dane Gentry. Tonight, we're going to be talking about the truth about prison in America and the justice system itself all around. I think that um, in so many ways, uh, if you don't have a loved one who's been in there, which as many people that are in there, odds are you may have, or, or someone who's got caught up in our justice system, uh, it's not always as it seems. Uh, the living conditions. Now, I've only spent time in, in the Tennessee prison, but I do know people um, all across the United States who have been in different ones who, who have shared with me uh, different things of, of how it is in there and all these kind of things. Um, so I'm going to start out tonight on giving some numbers and different things uh, about the prison system and uh, how it is. And... Um, uh, I think I, I really feel that a lot of people are going to be enlightened, uh, enlightened, excuse me, in a lot of ways um, uh, to how things are. First off, the first number I want to throw out there, and this I didn't know this till today actually, but every year eighty billion dollars of our tax money is spent on inmates, and that's combined with um, the uh, the prisons the jails, um, county jails, everything, all combined is $80 billion a year. Um, and so that's a lot of money. Uh, and I don't know why that really is because um, they don't spend that much on you in there. Um, they Now, back in the day when you would go inside, they would give you a lot of stuff. Like... Uh, They'd give you, let's say, boxers and socks and all these type of things. Well, they don't even do that anymore. Um, if you go into jail, and you, in most jails, and you don't have that stuff, uh, you just don't have it. And um, that's kind of how it is. And uh, um, and that's sad, really. I mean, just think about it, $80 billion a year. Um, on average, 436 per 100,000 people are locked up somewhere, whether it be, again, jail or prison. Um, they say that as of 2020 anyway, or 2022, that's the latest numbers that they have out, that it's the lowest in 20 years. Um, I don't I don't know if that's really true. Um, I, I don't think so. Uh, I think they keep going up because they sure keep building more prisons, here in Tennessee anyway, and jails. Um, they, uh, uh, in Tennessee, it, it was always a thing. Oh, it's overcrowded. We need to, uh, build more, um, and this, that, and the other. Um, so 25% of the world's population or the world of the world prison systems is in America. So 25% of the whole world, we have more, um, than anybody um, and I'll get to why that is also here in a minute uh, what the situation is there and why I think this is gonna enlighten a lot of people as well uh, 1.2 million people are in prison in the United States um, is what they say um, that's a lot of people uh, now the states spend 69,355 dollars per inmate a year which adds up to the 80 billion again 
Um, I should have done some calculations on this to see, but I don't understand where all this money is going because in Tennessee, they um, uh, done away with everything. The food is, is terrible. If you don't, um, if you don't have money for commissary or this, that, and the other, um, then you're going to go hungry. Now, some people are going to say, well, they broke the law. They deserve to be hungry. They deserve to be uh, fed bread and water and all these types of things. What about the people that are innocent? You know, what about the people that didn't do the crime? You know, do they deserve to be treated that way too? Of course not. So, you know, you, you can't do that. Um, one of the biggest things is is the return around rate on people when they get out. They pretty much know you're going to go back because that's kind of how it is. And the reason that is is because there's no programs or nothing in there for you. Um, yes, they have money. The federal government gives them money for these programs and all that and other, but they don't do them. Either the teacher don't show up or, you know, you take somebody who has a life sentence. I mean, it's kind of hard to force them to do a lot of things. So, you know, forcing them to go to a program and these different things is it's a little difficult. But you can take the younger people who come in, you know, who have the, the four or the five or six-year sentences who are trying to go home, maybe even 20 years, I, I would say, also. Um, and so, um, by all studies from, you know, these world-renowned doctors, psychologists, and all these things, um, they say that incarceration is ineffective. Um, the only thing it is, it's harmful to the offenders, their family, and the law enforcement. Um, without pro proper counseling um, and assimilation back into their communities. Again, we do not have any of those programs, not in Tennessee. I was in there for a long time, and again, like if the, the most places that have the programs and stuff is, is for um, um, like gang members. Uh, hey, Nick, um, they, they, they have like these different programs called um, the, uh, the gang unit they have in there. They have like anger management, um, drug class. Uh, I can't remember all the names of them, but again, you can take and go to the first one, sign your name. You never have to go back to another one till the end, and um, you'll get graduated for the class. That's kind of how it works in there. Nothing is structured. Again, I'm only speaking of Tennessee. Um, so let's look at New Hampshire, Vermont, Minnesota, Rhode Island, Maine, and Massachusetts are the lowest rates uh, of the prison population. Texas has the highest. I knew that kind of. In California, and Florida, and Georgia. And then Ohio, Pennsylvania, Arizona, New York, Michigan, Virginia, pretty much the same, give or take 1,000 or 2,000 here or there. Now, it's all about money now is what it's all about. Um, prison has become the new cattle in the United States. There is 4,127 companies that do nothing but supply things for the prison system. And these things I'm talking about is – your package stuff, like you're going to get, like shoes, uh, your underwear, socks, all these things, commissary, TVs, uh, radios. Um, I'm not even going to say the names of the companies because I don't want them to get any kind of plugs, but that's how you get everything. It used to be different. When I first went in in, in Tennessee, your family sent you everything. They could go to Walmart or wherever it was. It had to be mailed from the store. But so now, where let's just say your family paid 60 bucks for a pair of shoes. That same pair of shoes is going to cost you about 150 now. 
because of the market rate that um, these uh, companies put in. Um, and so that that's kind of how it works. And um, let's see, I got some more numbers for you here. Let me find them. What do I do with them? Uh, let's see. Hey, everybody. Hey, how you doing, Bella? Hey, how are you? All right, so it says black males are 5.8 times greater in the population than whites. Black females is 1.8 times greater than white females. Okay, so someone said that um, they think that prisons should go back to you know, hard labor and red water and... Um, that they should be shackled to each other and all these things. Now, let me say this. If you commit a crime, you deserve to be punished for it. I'm not one of them people. I believe in that wholeheartedly. If you're a child molester, a rapist, the only thing money they should spend on you is mm -hmm. a bullet. You should never go to prison. Um, but, you know, murders and different things. Nowadays, so many people that are going in who are innocent. Uh, I'm going to have a guy on the show Wednesday night um, who did 31 years. And he did not commit the crime. So those things you have to take into consideration too. You know, and what should happen there? If, if it's found out that DAs and all these people are in on it, the cops, and they wrong wrongfully commit, uh, convict somebody. Dane, you know I can't do. I can't hear you. I can't hear you. Can you hear me now? Well, someone has their something on in the background. I, I can't hear anything. Can everybody hear me? Hello, can everybody hear me? Uh, Alicia, do you mind turning down the background noise so we can hear Dean? I don't have nothing in the background. Oh, oh hi, Alicia. I don't know. I can't hear Dean. Can, you, can everybody else hear me? I'm going to mute so I can. Hey, Nick, can you hear me? Yes, sir. Okay, crash it. She can hear me. Okay, good. Um, I forgot where I was at. What was I talking about? I went blank. You were giving us the numbers. Oh, about wrongfully committing. So, since they brought in this DNA evidence, there's been 470 people who have been. Oh, I know what I was saying. I was saying if the if the DAs and all that are involved in it, and they wrongfully commit or convict someone, and they know they did it, when it's found out, they should have to go to prison. That's just how it should be. Um, but it's not that way, you know. Many times, I've seen many, many people, really out of Memphis was most of them, but they would have a murder charge, and they'd have a six-year sentence, eight-year sentence, you know, and I'm sitting here with all this time, and and I didn't kill nobody. Uh, damn sure didn't rape nobody, and, and damn sure didn't rape no kid. So, you know, these things, our justice system is so flawed because it's just like everything else in this country. It's, it's all about money. Um, if you got the money to buy a lawyer... I don't care what your what your crime is. You're going to get less time than this drug addict over here who shoplifted from a store. Uh, you know, crime is crime and it's wrong. I, I get it. But at the same time, you know, uh, it needs to be even across the board. There needs to be something said. If you kill somebody, outrightly kill somebody, not if somebody, you know, somebody's trying to kill you and you kill them, they deserve to die, in my opinion. But if someone just outrightly kills somebody because they robbed them, this, that, and the other, um, it should just be over. 
shouldn't be there should be a set thing on it life without or death penalty or whatever it is i know i'm gonna get some flack on that there's a lot of people who don't believe in a death penalty you know if if someone raped and murdered your child um <laughs> they would look at it different. i don't see how anybody mm -hmm. could be could be against that and say mm -hmm. you know this shouldn't happen to them they should be tortured man i mean it's a child if you rape a child you damn sure shouldn't be protected and all the things that go on in this prison you should go to gen pop and get what you got coming to you um and that's how it ought to be um, i don't know if everyone agrees um, yes i agree i do agree uh, under pedophilia as well definitely yeah rapists right? and all that i mean come on man you know pedophilia pedophilia is really bad as well yes mm -hmm. um I've met a lot of people, uh, men and women, who it happened to as a child, and it had detrimental effects on their life, their whole life. Um, so many different things it causes, and hey, God knows. And um, it's sad. It's really sad that, one, they protect them. You know, your loved one's in there. Let's just say you have a loved one in there who committed burglary that's wrong don't get me wrong you're wrong you break into someone's house it is wrong and you deserve to be punished for it but i'd be damned if you should do more time than if somebody raped a kid mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. and that's what it is and so we hear people all the time saying oh man we need to reduce the, the prison population they're not never going to do that the reason is because it, it would what it would do to the u.s economy that's what people don't understand um that's what it's all about those four thousand businesses um bring so much to the u.s economy it's all by design it's not a mistake i mean they knew what they were doing it's you know the state of florida i may be wrong about this but if i think i'm correct in every county in the state of florida there's either a state jail which is like two years and less or a prison in every county think about that i mean come on now florida has some harsh rules and and all that stuff and they got a lot going on down there but come on to every county Bella, how is it in Canada, uh, the jails improved? I was just actually thinking about all this as you're talking. So we have the closest uh, correctional service. We have, don't quote me on this, is Pentagishin. That's the closest one that I know. That's where they put, like, the real criminals, because I'm in Ontario. Um, then we have correctional services for younger kids, who cannot or not of age to go to jail. But just today, while you're touching on that on the news, um, there was a mom who uh, murdered her disabled child on our news, was found um, guilty, and now they redid the trial and she was found not guilty. So mm -hmm. I don't understand how that's the system here works. Uh, mm -hmm. It's it doesn't make sense to me that she was retried and found not guilty because the child was disabled and she said she wasn't capable of taking care of her child. Here's the thing. So many people think that because um, you may have a TV or a radio in prison that, you know, you're living too good in there. You, you have it too easy. People forget about so many other things. Number one is in Tennessee – on an average compound, it's about 1,500 inmates. Some of them have 2,000 to 2,200. And each unit that you live in, it's 264 people in them on average. That's your own max or something like that. But um, So you got 264 criminals all in one area now.
and most of them nowadays have 40, 50 years or a life sentence. So they have nothing to lose. These are 18, 20-year-old kids coming in and have nothing to lose. All right? So you take someone like me. The first sentence I had was 12 years. That's the first one I have. Uh, now, this person over here who's got 40, 50 years comes try to kill you. What are you going to do about it? You're going to kill them. Tennessee does not have a self-defense law, um, which means that even if someone's trying to kill you and you kill them, they can still charge you for manslaughter. So um, that's that's sad, really. It doesn't happen a lot in there. It depends. It, re it really depends on who gets killed. If it's someone who has family or whatever, there's going to be a lot of uh, pushback on it. So you're more apt to get charged, which is, I mean, that's still wrong. A human life is a human life. That's just how it is. But so in there, yes, you have this TV set. Number, number one, you're still away from your family. Number two, you still are watching your kids grow up in pictures. Again, you broke the law. I understand that. Uh, you you should have to pay for it. But the punishment should fit the crime also, and it does not. And then you have to, this is really sad but true, you have to eat, use the bathroom, take a shower. Everywhere you go, you have to have a knife. Why? Because you're you're in danger every step of every day, depending on what compound you're on. If you're at a minimum security camp, you don't have to worry about that stuff so much. But somebody like me, um, I never got to go to them at one time. I never got to go back to another minimum security camp. I was either at medium or max or close. So that's how it is. You know, you, know, you have to have people escort you to the shower because that's when you're at your most vulnerable time. Um, people have to walk you on the compound, especially if you're somebody. Um, so take all these things into account, you know, a very violent, 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 dark world. So you, uh, mm -hmm. nothing is easy about it. Mm -hmm. That's the main point I want to get at. If so anyone they, tells you that prison is easy, they need to be on some freaking medication. Because uh, it's not. And then okay. you say, well, if it's so bad, why do people keep going back? The main reason is drugs. Um, it's mostly drug offenders that, that, re-enter whether it be uh for selling drugs or uh, or doing them um, and um show them up here oh sometimes you see the little red button on your yeah i received it hey or you can invite them you can come back up yeah you can you can also invite them as a speaker if you want you can just uh, click on yeah. their head yeah and invite yeah. as a speaker and they'll come up i see it yeah, yeah. Call Maybe it's an accident. Maybe <laughs> there you okay. go. The invite if you did. <laughs> yeah. Thank so, you. I'm, I'm learning to navigate this all on my own here. Oh yeah, no hey, worries. Dane, I'm trying to find. I lost my notes here. I had some notes I wanted to read. Hey Dane, let me go. Dane. Huh? <laughs> when you said, Nick's trying to call you. <laughs> hey Nick. <laughs> when you uh, said you had to have people walk you to the shower, who uh -huh. were these people? Um, okay, you know, for me, I, I told everyone, and I used to be a gang member, that's not a secret, and I was a very high-ranking one, so there's a target on your back, you know what I mean? So the, the people that walk you to the shower are your other uh, people that's in your organization. I wasn't in what's called a gang, it's really what's called an organization, but how it happens is, is that you have, depending, if you're on the top walk, you have three people, actually take you to or take you to the steps one will walk you behind you and there'll be someone at the bottom waiting on you but it goes like this um you as you get ready to go whoever it is that's outside your cell that's going to escort you they holler out shower 
And that means everybody clear out of the way. If you don't clear out of the way, there's going to be a problem because that's a threat. You see what I'm saying? Okay. And then you always have the knuckleheads who who don't pay attention. And always, every time, end up in some shit because they're not paying attention. Because if you come out of that door or whatever, you know, something's going to happen to you because that's their job is like security. Um, and then as you while you're in the shower, there's two people that stand outside that shower as well. And these two people will have knives on them. And uh, you'll have a knife with you, too, inside the shower. It's a very, very violent world, man. And these things I'm saying right now, I never told my family. I never told people this because I'm a man. I didn't want to call home and say, man, I got to eat shit and sleep with a knife. You know what I mean? There's already enough worry going on. Uh, so a lot of people don't know these things because... Again, if you're a man, you're not going to tell your family that. I'm not going to tell someone who loves me and make them worry more. You know what I mean? Right. Right. So that gives, that gives people a false sense of how it is in there. Um, and it's just, when I hear someone say stuff like that at, at first, I should be better and I shouldn't let it uh, get underneath my skin like that. But I do. And I did, and but I prayed about it, and I became okay about it because I understand we really don't know, you know. But I get it too. If if you have a loved one who was raped or murdered or something, I would want that person to have to do the hardest time they could do too. I would. I promise you, I would. Um, but at the same time, you got to remember, man. There's there's a there's a lot of people that mm-hmm. it's a fire alarm. There's a lot of people in there who have done just the smallest of things, man. You know what I mean? There's a lot of kids in there who just made this mistake, man. And so we have to we have to remember all that. You know, everybody is not in there for murder and rape and, and child molestation. Um, I would say it was it'd probably be about sixty percent to forty nonviolent to violent crime offenders in each unit or compound, depending again where you're at. So we have to remember all that. Um, and someone said feed them bread and water. Well, you, even if they did. You know, I didn't. You know, I never ate in the chow hall anyway. I always had commissary and food cooked for me, so I, I never ate in there really anyway. I'd go to get milk, or I would go to drop off drugs. I sold drugs while I was in there, or something like that. But um, Black Dragon says, "Nice, it's great to see a lot of new podcasters joining Podbean." I'm happy I, I came to Podbean. Oh, hey, Black, Black Dragon. Dragon, I'd like to say hi to him. Yeah, it's been oh. uh, it's done nothing but help me so much, and um. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Nick, that's what it is. It's just it's your security. I mean, it's sad but true. And everywhere you go, they're there with you, whoever it may be. And um, the organization that I was in, it's the same way on the street. You always have people with you. But um, the first time I got out, I was done with it. Um, I was coming across the compound one morning, 2.30 in the morning, going to work in the kitchen and all these other people are coming to me telling me about what this one was doing, this, that, and other, and I said, I'm done. And you're really not supposed to be able to do that. You're supposed to be for life. But I was able to retire with honors. So, um, because I, I put a lot of, you know, anything I do, I do it to the fullest, man. And I did that to the fullest as well. And I'm not proud of that. That's one of my biggest regrets. Other than missing my son's whole life, that's my biggest regret um, in life. Oh, I bet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If I could go back and do it again, I would. I would do it differently. Um, but, of course, we don't get to do that because there's nothing we can do about the past. But uh, I've done a lot of things that, you know, I think about a lot. I call them demons. You know, these are the demons that I had to become okay with um, because they drove me to make very, very bad decisions in my life. 
And so I had to give it to God and I asked him to take it and he did, man. And that's where my faith lies in at because I know what he'll do if we are sincere when we ask him. Um, yes. So earlier you said that the U.S. spends $88 billion a year. $80 billion mm-hmm, annually. $80 billion annually. Yes, sir. So what would you say that, because you would probably know, what is the annual cost per uh, person in prison? 63000 a little over 63000 and let's see, I got it wrote down exactly. $69,355. Why so now, much? Here's what here's what goes on in county jails. Here's what they do. When you go in a county jail, I don't care what your charge is, when you first go in there, you're medium security. Why is that? They get more money for you. The higher your security is, they get more money for you. Minimum security, of course, is the lowest. Medium is the highest. If you go to the hole, which is a regular occurrence in these county jails on the pettiest little shit you could see, they get the most money for you because you're considered a maximum security inmate. It's all money. That's what it's all about. And that's the stuff that, that angers me. Um, because like I said earlier, we're the new cattle. You know, they tell you when you, when you get off the bus in prison the first time, they give you a number and they tell you that is who you are known by now. Your name does not matter anymore. You're whatever number that you have. And that number is what you'll have the rest of your life. Um, no matter how many times you go in and out. Okay. Yeah, there's a cost. I'm just uh, looking at the Canadian side. I have some info for Dane. And it costs about each Canadian 550 bucks in taxes. We pay for the prisons in Canada. So which is nearly $5 billion for the jails and prisons. So 55% is a provincial and 45% is federal because we got the provincial government 45. The worst prison here is the Kingston Penitentiary. If you Google that penitentiary, that prison, that's the worst one that we have. Um, okay, here's another thing. I forgot about this part too also. All right, so your loved one goes into jail. Mm-hmm. And of course you love them and you want to be able to help them and take care of them this, that, and this. So they go in there and of course you want to talk to them uh, you want them to be okay let's talk about phone calls a local call is about $5 for 15 minutes so that's pretty oh, high man. Don't care yeah. who you are, that, that, that's pretty high now let's talk about commissary commissary is a big thing because they don't yeah. feed you they, they, they pretty much do give you bread and water really but uh, the food is most of the time is pretty disgusting um, I'm going to say this real quick Sumner County, Tennessee is by far the worst jail I've ever seen in my life. How these people get away with what they do in there, I, to, still to this day, I do not know. I've been in a lot of jails. Um, unfortunately, I mean, nothing to be proud of, and I'm not proud of it. But that jail, I couldn't adjust. Um, and I was always able to. And Beth used to say, what is wrong with you? I'd say, it's this jail. It's just the way every, the whole living conditions were just horrible. Um, but anyway, so you want to give your – you're starving you in there. So – Anyone who thinks that they're just in there eating all good. No, you're not, man. You are starving to death if you don't have any commissary. All right, in the commissary. They have to do it electronically, of course. Go to a website, put it on. So your people are going to send you $50. They're going to take about eight of that. So you're going to end up with 42. To fill the order, there's a processing fee of about $4. So now you got 38. Uh, and then they're going to give you another ordering fee for two more dollars. So that's 36. A ramen noodle costs you $1.65, one ramen noodle plus tax. Um, 
they even tax stamps. How they get away with that? I don't know how they do that either, but they tax everything. So for that thirty-eight bucks, you're going to get uh, a bar soap, three dollars. Uh, shampoo is about five bucks. Um, if you wanted a pack of tuna or something like that, it's about seven dollars. Uh, a bag of coffee is about eight bucks. Uh, so you add all that up. Now they got these tablets and things in there, and different gels, and they got games, all this other stuff on them. Uh, movie will cost you ten bucks, but that's you know that's about what it costs you anyway, eight or ten bucks for a movie, but. Everything is so expensive. And then, like in Summer County, <laughs> when you order your commissary the first time, they make you buy a $25 bag to put your commissary in. You have no choice. If, whether you want this bag or not, you see what I'm saying? It's all just money racket, just a money racket, just a money racket. Yep. I'll listen. I missed something here. This is my first time here. Uh, yeah, it, it's sad. Um, and most people don't know these things, man, because uh, I don't know how, you know, that every family really isn't touched by it. You would think that every, as many people in the United States that's in, I can't remember the number in Tennessee. I want to say, I thought it was like 14,000. I think it's more than that. Um, mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. keep building more and more prisons here. And then, and then now you got these prisons, CCA prisons. That is a private corporation. So in the state of Tennessee, when they got these, when they let these private prisons in, what they did is, um, we had a, a governor at the time. Don Sunquist was our governor when all this went on. He had stock in CCA, so that was the whole purpose of them coming here. They are by far the worst-run prisons that it is. There's more murders and everything at them than anywhere else. But then they went from food that was pretty pretty decent to what was called cooked chills. So the person who owned all them trucks that was taking all that food everywhere was Don Sunquist's son-in-law. You see what I'm saying? It's all a racket, every bit of it. If that don't piss you off or your family, I don't know what would, because that's what they are. They do not care about you unless you're a child molester. They care about you. Why? I have no idea. Mm-hmm. But they do. So how is it in um, Nick in Colorado? Because been in the states, it goes by state. How is the system there compared to Dane's? It's very, very similar. Very similar, right? We've got uh, privately owned prisons, which are Mm -hmm. paid, you know, for so many beds or whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh, Are they CCAs? Are they called Corrections Corporation of America there, too? I don't know what name. I'm I'm sure they are. I I think I knew at one time they someone else was trying, but I I think it's probably I think they changed their name, too. I think it's Corrections Corporation something else now. Uh, they see, did that because if you go and look it up, you'll see how many lawsuits and things have been uh, filed on them for hmm. the things that they do. Now, the thing here in, in Colorado, and I'm sure they do it there, but, you know, you were saying how many jails or prisons are, were in Florida and one in every county. So every I, I county so. in if Colorado. I'm wrong about that. I'm not wrong by much, but at least a, what's called a state jail, which right. is for two years and under, which is a prison. It's a prison. And then I, I'm going to look it up, Nick. I'm going to look it up while we're here. Well, what they do here is, of course, every sheriff department, which is in charge of the, each county, has their jail. But they house, I guess what you'd call the medium or the the, the lower uh, rated uh, prisoners in the county jails here. So you could go to jail right. for a, a DUI one night. And you could be sitting yes. there next to someone that 
is serving prison time. Yes. Right. In Florida, there is 143 facilities statewide, including 43 major institutions, 33 work camps, 15 annexes, 20 work release centers, and six road prison slash forestry camps. Mm -hmm. So, see, um, now we got how many counties is in here. Florida? Mm -hmm. You've heard of Supermax, right? Oh, I've been on it. Yeah, I know all about it. The one in Colorado, the Supermax? Yeah, oh, you're, I was talking about our Supermax. Supermax. Yeah, I know about the one you're talking about. Yeah, oh that's, where, that's where um, El Chapo is, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, but, wow. Really? Um, they had the, the real, real bad ones here. But oh. you're recorded as soon as you hit that road. I mean, it's it's well... I guess secured. I don't know what you'd call it, but they, they call have, it super. Um, they call it super max. Why do they call it yeah. super? Why? Because it's just more in Tennessee. Why they're called a super max is they oh. take and the hole inside of the cell is stainless steel. You can't. There's like there's nothing you can do inside that cell that would harm you or anyone else. Basically, is what it is. Oh, you have, I you see. You have either uh, killed an inmate in a very, very gruesome way or one or two or a guard or a, a staff member of some kind, or, uh, you've had, uh, multiple escape attempts. Um, but what happened is, is that in Tennessee, it used to be like this, like, I don't care what you did. If you got maxed out, it's about four years. You're going to do on max. And that's isolation. A six by nine cell, mm -hmm. 23 hours a day, weekends, 24 hours a day. Um, if you don't have a shower in your cell, there's only some of them that do, you get three showers a week. Um, and they take everything away from you. When I, I first went to max the first time in 1999 and, um, then you still wore like they have blue clothes, right? Like blue pants and a blue shirt. That's right. general population in Tennessee. Mm -hmm. And as I was in there, everything changed. They took them away, put us in white uniforms. And every time you left the cell, you used to have to be handcuffed. Now you have to be handcuffed and shackled. Um, you can only have clear soap. Uh, you can't have a radio. I mean, just all these different things. But someone in Massachusetts, a psychologist or whatever, made this report and study that said after 18 months, you uh, have mental changes as a human after 18 months of isolation. Right. So come through it. Right. Mm -hmm. So they come through and changed it. But, of course, Tennessee found ways around that. So anything you do they call it a program now they don't call it mm -hmm. maximum security mm -hmm. see what i'm saying but mm -hmm. you're still in there the same amount of time i had a thought but it came off my mind or rolling off of what dane's saying i totally forgot um very similar so tennessee colorado pretty much the same all across the united states it's pretty similar jail being not prison obviously jail is not prison correct no it's not i, I would it, rather be in, i would rather be in prison than jail oh really why is that yeah, why uh, um there's more to do and there's a little bit more freedom and things like that um if you if you okay <clears throat> unfortunately i i was what was called a convict there's a difference in an inmate and a convict it's all about how you do time um but in county jails county, most county jails is hard time um, as they call it, because nowadays they keep you locked down all the time, pretty much. You know what I mean? And again, mm -hmm. the food is, is horrible in there. And then in prison, you pretty much pay regular prices for, for your commissary. Like ramen noodles are a big thing. And they're 
last time I was in, they were $27 or 27 cents a piece. Okay. So mm-hmm. no tax. So things like that as well. So you, if you don't have a lot of money or your family don't have a lot of money, um, you know, 20 bucks a week in prison, you, you can eat pretty well. You know what I mean? You can, you can survive because what happened in Tennessee is they took a contract with, um, Aramark. Aramark is any stadium you go to. That's who does the concessions for any of these race, you know, anywhere you go. Right. Well, they sold it as fresh food. It's going to be fresh cooked food, fresh made food. Um, and so, um, it turned out to be very, very horrible un pretty much unedible, but what are you going to do? Um, if you don't have any money, now, again, some people say, well, that's what they deserve. Well, think about yourself there. And, you know, if, you know, nobody in this world is innocent. And you could be wrongly convicted of something and go in there, and you wouldn't want to live that way. But, again, it's kind of a catch-22. Because in my mind, these child lotion stuff should be able, should be treated horribly. So it's kind of a catch-22, really. Yes. The um, I don't know how it is, but... um. I, I can't speak like clearly and like truthfully because I really like to go by facts. Mm-hmm. But here, what I heard on the news today was not good of, I don't know how you could be tried twice for killing a child, no. whether the child was disabled. And it's come up a lot in my circle of the people like, you know, that I know professionally that, Parents who have disabled kids are the risk, the, the rate of divorce with those parents are higher because yeah. they just can't deal with the kids. And so they end up separating. Right. So this mother, I guess I will have to look into the case. Her justification was that she couldn't deal with this child, whether the child is autistic or highly autistic, but they can get pretty aggressive as well, as I know. How could you be tried twice for something well, like that and then be found not guilty on the second try? Did she have money? M- money? Good question. Good question. It is a very good question. Um, new evidence comes into play somewhere. Or, again, you know, unfortunately in this country, these cops and stuff, they want a conviction so bad, they wrongly convict, convict a lot of people. There's a lot of people in there and that I know personally who did not do the crime and have overwhelming evidence that they didn't, but they don't have any money to get back in court. And then did, mm-hmm. you, did y'all see that uh, the Peterson guy is getting a new trial, I'm trying to get him a new trial, the Innocent Project just took his case? Uh, really? The guy in California, Lacey Peterson. Yeah. I can't remember his name now. Yes, oh, yes. I know who you're talking about. Lacey and the baby. They're saying that now the Innocent Project usually – they, it's like free to you, um, and usually the people are innocent that they go to. Scott Peterson, that's his name, yes. um, that they go to and help. And so everybody's kind of going, wow, what is this all about? And they're saying there's overwhelming evidence that he did not do it. So that's really what it is. Or like, um, say during trial, your lawyer doesn't do his job. He doesn't suppress something or he doesn't file a motion for whatever, this, that, and the other. In a, inadequate inadequate counsel they call that you can get a new trial on that um there's just different things that you can do um to get it so she got a new trial i don't know the case myself i don't know what went on but somewhere there must have been some evidence that was showing that she was innocent hmm. i mean 
whether she was or not, I mean, you know, I don't know. I don't know the case, but that stuff happens a lot. Um, yes, yes. Like I said, I, I, I'll tell it briefly. So everybody tune in uh, Wednesday night at 8. There's going to be a guy. His name is Robert. He's going to be on here with me. He um, had lived a pretty well, pretty much sheltered life uh, his whole life. His parents, you know, uh, mother. I don't think his dad was around, if I'm not mistaken. I think it was just him and his sister. But he lived pretty much a sheltered life. And um, he was 17 years old and had been working, I want to say landscaping. And anyway, these other two guys talked him into going out with them. I'll fill everybody on the rest of it. But anyway, the crime he got convicted of, he did not do. And the two people with him said he did not do it. And he still got a life sentence with the pops, with the possibility of parole. Um, back when he got it, you could get parole. I want a life sentence, I think, after 25 years. Now it's 51, but back then I think it was 25. So after 31 years, they made him see a um, psych doctor and see if the doctor would say he's okay. The doctor did, and they gave him parole. This has been September of 2021 is when he got out this man is doing amazing he is one of the best people that i've ever met in my life and think about that you know you just did 31 years of your life he had never even had a girlfriend he never had had sex any of these things um not to be ugly but he said he never even seen a woman naked so um think about that and he is the biggest Christian that I've ever met and people are going to be surprised by this man and how he talks. And I can't, I'm excited for it because when I first started on this thing with the, with the podcast, he was the first person that came to my mind that I wanted to get on here and interview. Cause in the beginning I, I had it, I wanted to interview people who have overcome ungodly things and still made it in life. And so I thought about him and he's a real good friend of mine. And um, he hasn't gone back. He hasn't been in any trouble, any of that. And you think why he's not on drugs. He's not, he don't sell drugs. He's not on them. So the chance of him going back are slim to none. Yes. He, he married a woman in England, and uh, I, I talked to him last night, and I said, how's the marriage going? He said, oh, well. I said, oh, well, I'm sorry I brought that up. He's like, no, I just miss her, man. She's in England right now. I was like, oh, okay, that's good. You know, things are still good there. He's just an awesome, awesome guy. I want everybody to meet him and hear his story, man. It, it's really cool. Yeah, that would be nice. You're doing that Wednesday? Mm -hmm. Wednesday, Wednesday night, yes, sir. Okay. Right now it's going to be eight o'clock. I don't know if my times are going to change right now or yet. I'm trying to see. Like I want, I kind of want to, mm -hmm. you know, when everybody else isn't and things like that, so I can get people on here. But we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Good time you picked tonight. It's a good prime time. Yeah, yeah you picked, so I think it's good. It's nine because then it'll be California. What seven? Seven p.m. For the mm -hmm. California people, so I no, think it'd be, it would seven? be six and six in California, I think. Um, my time, it's two hours behind me. I mean, so I'm one hour ahead of you, right, Dane? Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. It's a good time. I mean, it's a good quarter. Yeah, it's a good time. Uh, yeah. Um, either way, I figured so. I didn't. I didn't even. I haven't even looked to see who else was on and these kind of things. But mm -hmm. I look at all the numbers. Mm -hmm. on the, Colorado must be pretty low, uh, Nick, on their prison. <laughs> I can't find them. I thought he was talking about his download numbers. I was oh, like, no, my Nick, download numbers are, my download numbers Nick are did you download the show? I was like, that was funny. <laughs> I was like, he's looking at his Colorado numbers. I was like, Nick, Nick better be downloading that show. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> so I said the wrong one. I meant to, Shelby, I was trying to tell you high, and I said, I told Nick high, sorry. I was wondering what you were doing, but that's okay. <laughs> he's trying, hey, man, he's getting his thoughts me, confused. He has y'all thoughts. Take it easy on me, man. I, I'm, a, I'm a juvenile at this. <laughs> no, no, you're getting good at it. Look, Nick is welcoming everyone to your podcast. He's doing all the hosting. So actually, yeah, hundred. Actually, per hundred thousand people, Alaska has the highest average of inmates, six hundred thirty-three. Oh wow! Mississippi is second. Oh! <laughs> Louisiana, Louisiana is third. Arkansas is fourth. Oklahoma is sixth. Colorado, Colorado Arizona, Idaho, and it's on Texas. the bottom. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Can't find Colorado either. Where's that? Not there. Tennessee either. See it either. Won't show them. Oh why? You know. Oh, yeah, we don't have no law. <laughs> there's a, there's no laws in your city. Uh-huh. No law officers. Yeah. You have sheriffs, right? Not police. Oh no, we got police and sheriff, state patrol. <laughs> the states that has the lowest is. Vermont, North Dakota, Maine, Wyoming, and Rhode Island. Rhode Island, yes. So Tennessee or Colorado, either one's not on the highest or lowest. I guess we're somewhere in the middle there. I used to know how many it was. For some reason, I used to think it's 144,000, but for some reason, I don't think that's right. I want to look. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I guess back in so the day. I was going like, to ask you, Dane. In the early days, I guess they did like, well, I know in the Bible days, like uh, Paul uh, you know, he wrote 13 books that they know of in the New Testament. I think he wrote Hebrews too, which is 14, but people differ on that. But anyway, when he had to go to prison and um, they kept most of the books that he wrote, he was either on house arrest or in prison. But in those times, you was either chained to the floor or you were chained to a, a guard. Uh, so think about that. that. That would be pretty tough. Uh, it was. So if, yeah, go ahead, Nick, and then I'll go I was going to ask you, Dane. So you spent enough time there. How do those transfers work? Did you were you ever involved in any of that, like from from county to county or state to state? Oh man, I was in all of it. Yeah, I uh, the first time that I went, they actually got me from Texas. And actually, oh man, I'm glad you brought that up. That's a story. Um, I had to be what's it's called extradited. And how that works is in another state, and another state has a hold on you they'll take you to court and ask you if you want to sign for extradition which means you just sign and they come and get you now you can fight extradition and say no i'm not going to sign but all that is 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 that they have to prove that you are who they say that you are um and so mm-hmm. they have to get what's called a governor's warrant and it's this big long thick stack of nonsense it has like your picture your fingerprint so the first time i've been extradited twice the first time i didn't fight it i was in um, harris county houston texas um and they came and got me and it works like this these companies the company it's not even a sheriff's department or anything like that called transcore and you are shackled and handcuffed with a chain that runs from your feet to your hands and you are in the back of a van with a, a steel a cage in it and you're padlocked in if something happens in that van rex or where you're dead this is on fire you're dead it happened in tennessee actually but um and then they'll have like a separation where the women may be now they get paid so much per mile so 
the odds of you going straight to wherever you're going is slim to none. I actually got lucky that time. Um, they picked me up on a Friday, and I got back to Franklin, Tennessee on Sunday. But the second time, I was in Arizona. I was in Tucson, Arizona. And um, they picked me up. We went from Tucson, Arizona to another county in Arizona to California to um, Nevada to Oklahoma back to the same exact jail they picked me up at five days later um, and then went all the way up to um, Blackstaff, Arizona uh, back through Oklahoma, Mississippi, Arkansas all that stuff. It took me 17 days. I was in this van for 17 days to get back shackled and handcuffed with that chain run up. Like I said, they um, will stop at like McDonald's or Wendy's or something in the morning and get you a sausage and biscuit and uh, a drink. You can't have a cup of coffee because they're scared you will throw it on them. Um, and they treat you, a lot of them treat you pretty horribly. Um, the guy who was driving the van uh, when I got took from Arizona was a real prick. And for whatever reason, he didn't like me. He kept calling me Franklin instead of calling me my name. And I didn't like that. But anyway, he didn't like me. He kept doing this trivia stuff. And, you know, in case people don't know, I'm highly intelligent. So I know a lot of things that you wouldn't think I knew. So that was making him mad. And he would, like, get mad. And um, he smoked cigarettes. And he wouldn't give anybody a cigarette. He wouldn't let anybody smoke. When we was in Oklahoma, we're going, he's smoking a cigarette, and he throws it out the window. And the Oklahoma State Trooper saw it. And... <laughs> They pulled him over and made his ass go out there in the middle of the interstate and get that cigarette button and find him four hundred and seventy five dollars. Uh, so that's pretty funny. He got kind of what he deserved. Yes. But it's it's very bad conditions. That that's that's a horrible thing. And you think about it. You think about the human being, how we adapt and how we do these things. And what you really think about it is how we forget and put ourselves in a position to have that happen again. Mm-hmm. Wasn't it worse, Dane, back in the 40s and 50s? Mm-hmm. I looked at uh, the true story of uh, Papillon. It's on Netflix. It's a true story of the guy. I think he survived prison. Right. He went back to prison four times. I don't know if you've seen that escaped, movie. It's an excellent movie. Nope. Yeah, he tried to, but he, they kept catching him and he came back and he's the guy from sons of anarchy if anybody watches sons Mm -hmm. of anarchy uh it's an excellent story of but this is uh i don't know the era it has to be the 50s or the 60s and it was brutal the way they were treated they were in chained and had to walk through like gravel Mm -hmm. and there was no transportation right? right um I mean, he went into what you call solitary. Right. You know, when they lock you in that chamber where there's no light. What do you call that place again? The black hole. Right. He got locked in there for three weeks. But mentally, he survived. Yeah, mentally, he survived. So that that is a really good depiction of uh, a story of a person who's been in prison that i can relate to i mean i don't know how this guy survived he's still alive i think today i have to find out his name i'll get back to you on that but he um i don't know how he survived being in that black hole with uh just food coming through the uh the hole underneath i don't think they fed him for a week i saw and he still survived i saw it change um when i first went yeah. in, i went in in 98 is when i first went in yeah and yes while i was in there okay when I first went in, 
you still have to, don't get me wrong, you still have to be a man today, but you really had to be a man back then. Uh, there was no mm-hmm. cameras in them mm-hmm. uh, and all these things. So you can get away about anything. <laughs> They're not really going to investigate it. You know what I mean? So, right. Um, now, as far as I tell people this right here, is as far as like rape, I did, I did 21 years. And as far as I know, I do not know of one single rape that ever happened in, in prison. Uh, and maybe it happened and nobody reported it or whatever, but, uh, I never knew of it happening. But when I, like I said, when I first went in, you had to be a man. I was young. I was a little kid, but, um, for whatever reason, what they call the old heads, uh, took to me and, um, kind of schooled me on it. One of the first things I asked this old man, what's called classification. I said, what's the best advice, mm-hmm. best advice you can give me? He said, what you do on this rock will get you killed on this rock means the concrete that you walk on is what he was talking about. And that's the best advice that someone can give you because if you think anybody in there cares about your life and cares about killing you, something's wrong with you because they do not. Uh, there's a lot of people in there who enjoy it um, and they love the violence and, and that's what all that they do. But it changed. I don't remember the year exactly. Well, I'll tell you what really changed a lot of it, believe it or not, was 9-11. Uh, and 9-11 happened. Remember all the anthrax deal and all that? People were mailing anthrax to everybody and all that stuff. Well, they tried to say that someone mailed anthrax in. See, we used to be able to, at Christmas time, your family could get you a box, 25 pounds. They could put 25 pounds of food in it and mail it in there to you. Well, that year, we didn't get anything at all. And it went to, we had to order it now from these said companies. So what cost you a dollar on the street now cost you $10. You know what I'm saying? Because the prison's getting kickbacks from it. The company's getting kicked back from it. And again, that's why the prison system will never uh, be lower because it's part of the U.S. economy. People don't understand that. Look at it. If they if they cut the prison system in half, it would be so detrimental to our economy. Um, and that's why it's not. It's just not going to happen. It's only going to grow. When they should be. Okay, so drug addicts, you know. People have their opinion on them, this, that, and the other. A drug addict is not the same person sober that they are on drugs. If they are, something's wrong with them. I am nowhere at all the same person today as I was when I was on drugs. When I'm on drugs, I'm a piece of garbage. Uh, I wouldn't want me around nobody. Um, and that's just the reality of it. But when we're not on drugs, so what do we? What can we do to help this person to get off the drugs? There needs to be programs. All this stuff should be initiated into it that we can do to help them. There is no help. Not in Tennessee. There's no help for them. So you get you go in. There's no rehabilitation in there. The studies have proved it. So you come out even worse. You take somebody and you lock them down in a freaking hole for nine years. What do you think that they're going to come out as? A fucking animal. You treat them like a dog, you're going to become a dog. Is that what you want back in society? No. But that's what they do. Everybody's going, well, what's going on? Think about what they're doing to your people, man. It's, I'm a, I was a product of the system for so long. But again, I deserve to go there. I broke the law. I did not deserve to be treated the way I was in there. You see what I'm saying? Um, I've done a few things, but did I deserve nine years in solitary confinement? No. No. Because it didn't do anything that made me, made me cold, made me angry made me all of these things that I had to work many years to get over. Um, that's what drove me for a long time. I was an angry, violent man, and that's not who I am. You know what I'm saying? But they made me that way. I wasn't that way when I went in there. 
But that's how I came out. Who decided? Mm-mm-mm. Who decided that you had to huh? do solitary? I, can't, I can barely hear Nick. I can that? hear. I can hear him. Uh, maybe mute and unmute, D- Dane, and see if it if it works better. Your mic. Right, one second. Yeah. Hey, Dane. Yeah. Dane, can you hear me? <laughs> can you hear me now? He's right next to you. I can hear you a little bit better. I think his mic. I, he's he who, unmuted. Yeah. Who who decided that you had to do solitary confinement? What is called a D board. Oh. Um, it's almost like a. You get a write-up, and the very first – now, I deserve to go the first time. I'm not going to try. I escaped. They sent me to an annex, and I decided it would be a good idea. I'm just going to run off. They would take you – you would go out and work, and, like, you cut grass or stand off the side of the road, whatever it may be that you do. And so I decided the user would go to, like, a church, and that's where you would eat lunch at. So you would have these two guards there, and all they have is a radio. They didn't have any guns or anything, and they'd be around front. So I said, well, shoot. I got about 30 minutes, man. I got a 30-minute head start. It'd be a good idea. I'm just going to run away. No plan, no anything. And me and this other guy did it. Stayed in the woods for five days. Mm-hmm. That's a story for another day. But um, you go back, and they give you what's called a write-up. Uh, that's a Class A write-up. Mm-hmm. Murder, attempted murder, mm-hmm. and assault on an officer or staff member is Class A. So that's the worst write-up you can get. So for escaping, my punishment was six months in the hole, which means – in solitary confinement, you have nothing. You have your mattress in there and your bed, and that's it. That's all you got for six months. Um, and then maximum security. And so after three years, you'll get a review. Um, I didn't get in any kind of trouble while I was on it. I actually educated my I've done, I've done, I, I turned it into a lot of good the first four years. And then, um, trying to read it. Your, serving. Uh, your, solitary, your solitary was for how long? Four years the first time. And then um, oh, wow. I got off of it, and you go through, like, a step down. You go to close, which is the next security level from max. But who decides it is just an officer that works in the prison, Nick. That's who. Um, you have an inmate mm-hmm. lawyer. Um, mm-hmm. and sometimes, depending on what the charge is, you can um, pay. You know what I'm saying? You can pay this inmate advisor 100 bucks to get it gone away with, but not on no escape or assaults or things like that. It's not going to happen. Um, right, and so they decide. So, and then it's, then it's a board of people who decide when you get off as well. It's like a, a so-called counselor who one time was just a guard. They don't have no education, or nothing. They just kind of work yourself up to a counselor. They don't know anything about counseling, nothing at all. Uh, not all mm-hmm. of them, but ninety-nine percent. Um, mm-hmm. And so the, I got off of it the first time. I was a month away from four years. To me, that's four years. Um, and I stayed off. Uh, I don't know, about six months or something, and some things happened, and I got, um, man, this is real. I'm an open book, I'll say it. I got attempted murder charge um, over a guy owed me 50 bucks. He owed me a bunch of money, more than that, but he worked it down to 50 bucks, and then he got some money in, and he went and bought more drugs instead of paying me, so I beat him up, and he made the comment that he was going to kill me. Um, Now, I could have... uh, let someone else deal with it, but I, I did it. My ex is under investigation for two murders. I'm sorry to hear that. Um, you think he did it? Um, and so I went back to Max again and for three years. And then I got off it after three years. And I don't remember how long I was off, but 
but I went back for assault again the next time, but it was only for a fight is all it was. Uh, but the guy got his head busted and this, that, and other, so they charged me for assault. And I did the remaining two years of my sentence that time on max. I got out and I did not know, have a clue how to live life. I couldn't do anything. I was so uh, paranoid and all these different things, antisocial. I was a completely different person than what I was when I went in. I used to be like I am today, a happy guy, all those things. And I came out a very angry, angry, angry man and tried to get a job. I, um, <laughs> my brother was like, man, get a job. So I, to prove a point, I went to every fast food restaurant I could, every grocery store, Walmart, everywhere. No one would call me back and give me a job, you know. So you release some, what do what do, okay. You go in there and you spend 12 years of your life in there. This is what they give you when you get out. They give you $75 on a bus ticket, okay? Uh, this is in 2009. Our economy was sucked at the time and all that. So what do what do they expect people to do? You know, I was a nonviolent offender for the charges I went in for. Property crimes, they call it. Um, what If it wouldn't have been for my brother, I would have never made it. You know what I mean? I mean, how could I? I couldn't get a job. I had 75 bucks. No clothes. I mean, I've been gone 12 years. You know what I'm saying? What What do you think people are going to do? How? What are they going to do? And that's the things that make me angry. It's, the system is just so flawed, man. It, now they have a little bit more programs here or there. You can kind of go to like a halfway house or or these different things. Well, I think it's. I think what I'm listening to what you're saying is it's 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 based on. Like I'm I'm listening to you, and I'm looking back at that show I was telling you about. It's based on a true story. The guy's name is Henry Sharier. He survived solitary for five years, like the black hole. Like nobody's ever done that in history. But I guess what I'm saying is if it's based on the charges, Dane, of what you're accused of, mm -hmm. right? Are they, do you think that's an unfair process? Because the charges that you have I guess it's not as as bad as being a pedophile or being no. someone who's molesting a child, right? right. So, are do you think that's fair? That of how they uh, because what you're saying is they put you, you tried to get away, and they put you back for more than two years. Mm -hmm. Back then, it was only two years. They put you in for more than two years. I think I think that's a lot. It is. And another thing, you got to think about this. The very first cellmate that I had, at the time I had a 10-year sentence. He had three life sentences mm -hmm. plus 300 years. Right. You see right. what I'm saying? It should, it should be like, it should be like, Arizona does it by levels, one, two, three, and four. Like, level one is the lowest. You're not going to be around people mm -hmm. like that because it puts you in. I know I know several people who had three-year sentences, four-year sentences, end up with a life sentence inside there. What are you going to do? You see what I'm saying? You're going to protect you. It's the saying is that you're going to be a man or a mouse. Which one are you going to be? I'm not going to let you kill me. You know what I mean? So it puts you in a position that you don't want to be there. But at the end of the day, I put myself in that position to begin with. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. today, I'm not angry at the system. I'm not any of these things. Because at the end of the day, if I wouldn't have broke the law, I wouldn't have never been in that position. You see what I mean? Um. Yeah, Did, sure, do I agree sure. with everything that went on? No, but again, I put myself into that position. So, you know, it, it is what it is. There's nothing I can do about it. 
That is my ex, though. Yeah, I know you are. Mm-hmm. She's she's also Canadian, okay. so just to know, mom, mom is Canadian. So yeah, we're the only two Canadians on okay. here. Okay, mm-hmm. yes, yeah, he's my ex. I'm glad. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I know you are. Oh, good story, good story, yeah. Mom. You know, yeah. there's a lot of people who, man, there's probably people that I've done time with. If somewhere down the line they listen to this, they're going, "Man, what's wrong with him? I can't believe he's saying that." It's true. I mean, that's the truth. We do it to ourselves. You know what I mean? I escaped. Mm-hmm. Okay. I knew what the punishment was. I knew I got two more years and I almost got a lot more than that, but I'll tell that story another day. But, um, I almost ended up with a life sentence behind that deal. Um, but anyway, uh, and so, you know, you know what you're doing, you know what the punishment is. If you do it, then it's on my dumb ass to go to max for four years or whatever, because I chose to do that. Right. I don't want to call myself dumb. I made a lot of dumb decisions, Bella. You know what I mean? I made a lot of stupid yes, decisions, yes. and I did. And I was smarter yes. than that. But the problem was I didn't think that I was. That was one of my biggest problems because I hated school. I wouldn't do my homework. Um, I could read and write and all that stuff, of course, but I didn't know that I was actually as intelligent that I am until I was on max. So it did a lot of good things for me, too. Um, I educated myself. Like I said, I learned the Bible. I learned it from the beginning to the end. I studied it, studied it, took a theology course through the mail. Passed it with flying colors. I'm very, very proud of that. Um, but if I wouldn't have done that, um, me, Black Dragon, were you having problems hearing me? Um, <laughs> no. Okay, good. Um, uh, and so, you know, the, those things, and I found that I love to read. I'm a reader. I love to read. And I found that out in there. And my mind is like a sponge. I soak things up. If, it, yes. if, I, get, if yes. I get on a certain topic, I'm not going to stop till I'm satisfied that I know everything I want to know about it because I don't want to be in a conversation. Somebody said I'm a dumbass. <laughs> mm-hmm. Of course, a lot of reading, right? A lot yeah. of uh, think, reflecting. Uh, I think we need you to, had a lot of time to reflect. Think, yeah, yeah I mean, a lot yeah, of time well, to reflect. Like I said, yeah. I did the first six months, but mm-hmm. I didn't, that's all I could have was books. That's all I could have in myself. Mm-hmm. Couldn't have anything else. Mm-hmm. I got things. It's prison. I mean, you know what I mean? I got a radio and, and these type of things. Mm-hmm. And I didn't do drugs in there. To figure that one out. Tell me why that is. I mean, I know why it is, but think about that. I, the, all the time I did, there's only been one time I've been in there that I did drugs, and it was the last time I was in there, and I didn't do much. Um, well, one, at one point I did. Um, there was a lot of suboxone in there. Suboxone is a, it's a, it's a, it's a um, opioid drug, but it has a blocker in it uh, called um, naloxone, and what it is is that. It's for addicts. They give it to you. And a lot of people on the program, it works for a lot of people. I'm an I'm a advocate for it. It does work for a lot of people. Um, and it's like a blocker. So if you take it like you're supposed to, and you do regular dope, uh, it, you won't feel that we did it when I was 18 years ago. Hey, this, that's the shit. Yeah, I guess he is in jail if he's, if he's facing two murder charges. Um, yeah, that's 18. Sorry, you have to go through that. I know I, even though you're not with him and all that, I know you kind of feel some kind of way about that. You would have to. But so this is boxing. It comes in these little bitty strips. They're like little, little bitty inch long strips and they're really thin. And so it's a new thing in prison. And uh, I thought, you know, the addict mind tells you, oh, you can do just one time. You can do it. You know, it'd be, you'll be okay. Um, that's the biggest lie that your mind will tell you. Because as an addict, as soon as you reactivate those, um, receptors in your brain, it's over with. You're gone until you either get sober, die, or go to jail. 
Um, so, hey, Black Dragon, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing good, Dane. And yeah, it was good to um, see you this morning, man. And, you know, I, I'll, I'll just say from the videos I've seen, just with Angola alone, definitely jail ain't no place nobody should ever want to go. Mm -mm. No. You know, and I, I say this now, you know, if you want some, then go get you some. Because if you think they care about putting your ass in prison, you are very, very wrong or mistaken. Yeah. The state's making $69,000 a year off of you. Has anybody got a calculator? Add up. Um, no. Let me see. Maybe. Hold on. Uh, my phone, I do. Add up. Yeah. Add up. Just add up 69,000 okay. times 1,500. 69,000. Times 1,500. Mm -hmm. Times 1,500. Yeah. How much is that? Oh my God, I can't read all these digits. It's six digits. 103, 500,000. Okay, so it's 103,500, correct? Is that what that is? Um, I guess, yeah, I guess okay. so. So that's each compound. Okay, think about that. So the state is getting over 100 grand per prison a year. All right? So where is this money going? Where's it going? And some prisons have 2,000 or 2,200 inmates. So the money, like I said, they don't give you anything. Prison prison does. They give you, um, when you go in, they give you six pairs of boxers, six pairs of socks, two pairs of pants, two shirts, and a pair of boots. Okay? Now, all of that stuff is made inside the prison. Okay? So where is this money going? I told you how the food is. They don't feed you anymore. You even if you even if you got up every day and you went to breakfast and you ate everything on your tray, you go to lunch, eat everything on your tray, and you go to supper and eat everything on your tray. Oh, and by the way, they only feed you two meals on the weekend. You don't get three meals. You still would be starving to death. Um, I was lucky or blessed. Um, I didn't have to do that. I, I had plenty of commissary and stuff, and so. You know, I was one of the fortunate ones, but people who don't have anything, um, it's a pretty hard time. And then, okay. And then you got your drug addicts in there. Okay. So everything that the parents or their wife or girlfriends or whoever are sending them is going to the dope dealer. So you don't have anything anyway. <laughs> yeah. And you're in there starving. You don't, they'll be in the cell like they're doing the whole time. There won't be nothing in there. I shouldn't laugh, but there won't be nothing in there, but a mattress, you know, in your seats and blankets and they'll sell them if they can get some dope for it. So. Uh, you know, and believe it or not, people buy extra sheets and stuff because, you know, you just buy everything. It's, it's like a prison is like a world inside the world. You have everything inside there. You got the barbershop. You got uh, the technical shop where you can fix your TVs and stuff. Uh, you have female guards who, who translate to prostitutes, uh, nurses, different women that work there. Not all of them do this, but the majority. Um, I don't understand why a woman would want to work in a man's prison. That's me. But, um, I mean, I understand they probably need a job and all that and the other. Not all of them do that, but uh, the majority do. Uh, again, I'll be honest. Every time I've been in there, I've had a female guard nurse or something. Every time who was bringing me drugs or whatever. Um, but, again, they all don't do that. But the majority. So you have a working world inside there. And we'll say the economy's bad. You know, <laughs> inside there, it's, it's not funny. But, I mean, that's just how you look at it. Yeah, think about it. A lot of these guys are doing their life in there, man. They're not ever getting out. So they want to live the best way that they can. You know what I mean? 
And plus, from what I heard, Dean, it, it's the same routine over and over. Is that tr- is there truth to that? That it's the same routine over and over and Black Dragon, I, what did Bella? Did you hear him? I couldn't even hear him. Uh, yeah, yeah, I can yeah, hear him. Okay. No, I was I, I was asking, is it the same routine every, from day to day? Because that's that's what I hear. Yeah, it is. About um, pretty much. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, like if you go in there and you don't have a GED, they try to force you to go to school. And when I first went in, I did not want to go to school. Like I said, I didn't want to go to school on the street. So they come to me and tell me I was going to go to school. I said, no, I can't read and write. And they said, where are you going to learn? I was like, damn, I couldn't get out of it no matter what. But I'm glad now I'm looking back on it. But I didn't take it then. Uh, I ended up taking it while I was on max. But, yeah, it's pretty much the same old thing. Um, you know, mm-hmm. 6 o'clock, you get up, your doors up. They'll unlock the doors or whatever. Uh, and then they'll either start at the bottom of the compound or they'll start at the top and they'll start running chow. Uh, but now we have controlled movement and a lot of them because there's so much violence is going on in Tennessee that um, what that is they have these guards that are called the green team they are just more equipped they have like pepper ball guns and all these different things and they stand out on the walk they're the sidewalks because most compounds like along they're big you know they're white they're spread out so it's like sidewalks everywhere right Um, and so but yeah it's pretty much all the same thing you either go to school or you get some kind of job which is you know they have well they do have like masonry class but you don't ever go and they have uh horticulture which you grow stuff um they have um well they built their prison in tennessee called bledsoe and it was built for programs and it's supposed to have a mechanic shop it's supposed to have a welding shop it's supposed to have heat and air shop it's supposed to have electrical mm-hmm. you're supposed to learn all these things well they turned it into classification so don't none of that stuff go on there they built and spent all that money and that's not even what the prison's used for mm-hmm. The most things that I'll say one thing, it's definitely sad when you know, one 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 really ruins their life because you know it's this life is only we're we're only here temporary for a season as the Bible says and we're not here forever, so we got to do right and what's bet we got to learn to do better and a lot of us do want to do better, but then again the ones that don't well I don't know man. I, I kind of caught bits, bits and pieces. Did you say right. we want to do better or we should want to do better? I, I will, yes. I, yeah, I think we should all want to do better. And Man. even those of us that have a bad past, we should want to reform to do what's better. Man, I'm going to tell you. I think, I think people really? deserve a reform yes. based yeah. on the church. You, I think. Do you know what reform people, means? Yes. Uh, well, I, I just think that people deserve a chance at being reformed um and not being um stigmatized right. see that's what i really think what when reformed they, come, me when was, they come out i reformed myself uh, what's that Nick? how many times should they be reformed though well it would be based on the charge i think well, if the don't... charge and their behavior while they're in prison which is well you know prison is not a good place to be if you you know they they deserve they deserve uh i guess something written up that says you know they did they you know cooperated did what they had to do and so it's based but it's ideally based on the charge the thing I think. is this this is what people and there's people in here all over the world and all across the united states are going to hear this and it's a good thing what people need to realize is is the conditions that are inside these prisons and that and the other What's being released back out into the public is an animal. 
So be careful what you wish for, you know, especially if mm-hmm. it went back to mm-hmm. what someone made a comment yesterday about how they wish they could be. You would be releasing the most violent, evil people you could ever imagine back into society if you did that. Um, if you, yes. you treat it like an animal, yes. you're going yeah. to become one. Now, again, I go back to this. If you hurt a child, mm-hmm. if you rape a woman or a man, um, and if you outright kill somebody, if you rob somebody and you kill somebody or you're a hitman, man, you should never be back in society. Period. Hundred mm-hmm. percent. Never be I back. Agree with that. Now, if you're trying yes. to save your life and you kill, so that's all that stuff's different. I'm not talking about that. Mm-hmm. I think everybody has the right to protect their life and their home, without a doubt. Uh, but if you're now a good exa- a good yeah. example of that, everybody familiar with Richard Kuklinski that used to be a hitman for the mob. Yep. Yes. You talking about an animal? That was an animal. He didn't have no remorse or anything. Yeah. What was his name again, Black Dragon? It, uh, it was it was Richard Kuklinski. Yeah, he but he a, he made he a movie. A, what did they call him? Yeah, the Ice, Ice Man. Man. The Ice Man, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah, he was yeah. horrible. He was a horrible person. Yeah, he was. And that's just a prime example that I'm giving. But there's people like that that don't have a conscience. They don't care. Yeah, but he had a family and daughters. Yeah, yeah, but so, but Nick, but Nick, he 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 didn't turn out good in the end, though, did he? Well, no, but he still had that love inside of him for his kids and his family. Now that, of course, he had a job which yeah we disagree with, but yes, he was now, paid he, to do certain things, and and he said it himself if he had to do it over, he wouldn't, and I'm sure he wouldn't, but. It's like it only takes one time for us to mess our lives up for good. That's it. That's not a good thing. You know, I yeah. messed mine up bad. You know, and I got I even got troubles as juvenile too. It didn't just start when I was an adult. Um, you know, right. So I got my first charge mm-hmm. I got was when I was 15 years old. Um, and then when I was 16, I ended up getting sent away to what was called a group home due to a couple of different things. But the main reason I went was because I got a girl pregnant, believe that or not. Um, they turned into, they filed a restraining order on us not to see each other, and they charged me for violating this, and I was on probation, and so I went to a group home. So I started early, and I didn't learn from that. Because uh, after that, when I left from there, my drug addiction really took off. That's when the Dilaudid came into my life. And, uh, yeah, you know, it was uh, bad times, man. It was just bad times. And so, you know, I started at the age of 40 really trying to, my life out i was trying really hard but then i'd give up because uh, things wouldn't happen fast enough or whatever and i would just give up or or me and her would get into it she had a way of fucking pushing my buttons like anybody I've ever seen in my life and um uh, so i started then i don't know i couldn't leave yeah, the drugs alone yeah. but i would make i would make what i call baby steps so even all the even though yeah. mm-hmm. i would relapse the things even back at 40 I still stand on today. I would learn these little nuggets, I call them, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And today I apply yeah. all that to my life, and I finally got it. Um, but it's only because of God. That's it. Uh, people are not Amen. a God guy. I hate that for you. I am a big God guy, and I'll never I, say I, it. I'm not, and I'll never be shy to say it, and I'll never be ashamed to say it. Uh, I won't I'm either. I'm a huge God guy. Without God. That is what yeah. changed me. God changed me. Um, yeah. 
Dane, you can know, you hear us all better now? You can hear us all better. You good? I can hear you. I've been able to hear you. Oh, I yeah. want to say, yes. I want to say, Amen, Dane. You're right. And without God, you know, do you think I'd be anything right now without God no. in my life? No, none of no. us would. Nobody would. No. No. Hundred percent. I do agree with that. Um, it's, it, it's, you know, and the thing is, is that he was trying. Again, I was not raised in a Christian home. My grandmother, right. my grandmother was amazing, amazing woman. Um, she, um, would go to church like, um, on the weekends and stuff like that. I mean, on the weekends, I'm sorry, right. on Easter, Easter Sunday and stuff, but nobody, nobody ever talked right. about it. But for some reason now, okay. When I told you I got sent to that group home, well, there was a pretty girl that went to church. So I decided I want to go to church. And, uh, and so I would go to church to hang out with a pretty girl and it kind of got to me a little bit. So I decided I was going to get saved. Um, oh, there was these two boys that were there, and when they first came in, they said they were devil worshipers, and I was like, what the heck ever, you know, whatever, <laughs> and so there was a counselor there by the name of Lee Brewer, he's an Alabama fan, so me and him got along very, very well, and um, he was a good guy, his wife was pregnant, but these two kids didn't like him, so one night, they were over there doing this hummity hummity stuff, or whatever they were doing, I don't know what they were doing, and I was like, I was trying to sleep, and the shit was making me mad. And anyway, the next morning, Lee Brewer didn't come to work, and the, I heard them say, uh, "I bet he won't. I bet he regret doing that to us now." Well, he doesn't come to work that day, and I was like, "Where's Lee at?" His wife was pregnant, and she had miscarried and lost the baby about three o'clock that morning, and that's when these dudes were doing this humpty humpty stuff. So I was like, "Damn, maybe they are really um, uh, devil worshippers or whatever." Well, one of them. He decided he wanted to give his life to the Lord. And so me and him go together to this preacher, and we're sitting in there, and he's saying, you know, do you believe in Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, and all these things? And I, I didn't feel anything. I look over at this kid, and he's crying, man, these big old alligator tears. And I was like, man, I don't feel anything. But, I mean, he had the devil in him for real. So um, I don't know whatever happened to the kid, but that's a true story. So right then what I learned from that was the devil is definitely real. Um out of doubt. Yes, he is. And so those little things kind of stuck with not, me. And then um, I was in county jail one time, right. and um, there's a guy I know, and the first murder I ever seen in my life, he did it. And I was 14 years old. And this guy oh. went to jail and he gave his life to the Lord. He's a preacher today. He never went back. Uh, and so wow. and he goes to the jail and sings, and he is just one of them. So all of these things were leading me to God. You see what I'm saying? God was talking to me through all this. Uh, and, um, Absolutely, absolutely. Trying to get your attention, yep. in other and words. And so, when I was on Max, yeah. um, the first time, I said, "You know what? I'm I'm going to learn this Bible, but I'm going to learn it the right way." And so, I got the Strong's Concordance, and I learned the Hebrew, Greek, and Aramaic, and I learned it from the very first word in it to the very last word in it. And so, I was proud of that, and I knew it. And but I believe differently than your modern day Christians do. I believe it says a lot of different things than. I don't believe that it does. I know that it does um, and what they teach us. Um, but they really don't teach you the Bible in church today anyway. I'm sorry if there's religious people. I don't mean to disrespect you, but um, that's just how I feel. Um, because I would ask them, and they would get mad at me for asking these questions. I'm like, why would you get mad at me for asking you this question? But they would. I'll just throw this out there. We've always been told that everybody came from Adam and Eve. The whole world came from Adam and Eve. That's not what the Bible says. The Bible does not say that. The first story we really have in there is that um, ate the fruit of the tree. It's not an apple. It doesn't say apple anywhere either. 
Um, and then so we hear we have the Cain and Abel story. Cain kills Abel. God comes to him and he says all these things and uh he says he's gonna kick him out of the Garden of Eden or whatever. And and Cain says, What am I gonna do? These people are gonna be trying to kill me. Who? Who are these people? If everybody came from Adam and Eve, these are the first two born from them. And then he goes east into the land of Nod and marries a woman. You see what I'm saying? So we just were yeah. lied to so much because people don't study it. And those kind of things would anger me. And they would give me all kind of reasons of why and all these different things. And there's so many more things. But um, so that's yeah. why I don't really the go to church because meant- it's just so much about money. You know, you, you go into church today and you walk in there and they're selling everything. That's the first sign of anger Jesus ever sold. If anybody knows the story where he goes into the temple and they're interchanging money, doing all these Here's things, he turns I- the table over. You're not supposed to be doing this in my father's house. And why are these churches doing it? Here's today? what I want to say. Here's what I want to say too, um, Dane. Actually, the church is actually human being to human being. It was never meant to be the way that it is now. How how much it's gotten out of hand. So in a way, you are right. We do agree with that. However, like I said, we are the church. We as the humans are the church. We all deserve what? I said we're the church. Yes. We as the people, we're the church. Yes. It has nothing to do with bricks or mortar. Nope. No, 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 no. That's a misconception today. I'm sorry, but it is, folks. But Black hey, Dragons Dave. Radio Network, what do you mean by that? Well, because, you know, not everything that's said in this world is of truth. Nope. And most things that they tell you are a lie, and that's what puts me off, because I know. I've studied it. I've had some of the original text. I have... You know, whatever. And I'm not saying I'm 100% right, but you'd be hard to convince me otherwise unless you can prove it to me because I can prove to you everything that I'm saying. You know what I mean? I know what you mean. Absolutely. Yeah. It's just. Are you familiar? And I've tried. I've tried to go to church and stuff, but it just, yeah, never worked out. Are you familiar with this uh, Sue Ellen Allen uh, that Red Wolf is talking about down here? Um. Yeah, I was. I saw what she said about that. About that's what I was reading. This prison system it went down. Huge advocate for building programs to help prisoners transition out. Really insightful. You know, someone asked me that. They asked me if I thought that I would ever go into jails and prisons and stuff and talk. And immediately I said no. But uh, I don't know. Maybe one day I I may. I, I would love to be an advocate. I'd really love to be an advocate more for these county jails. You know, I mentioned that Sumner County a while ago. Um, it's just, it, again, you know, there, I had a charge that a harassment charge that I didn't even do it, it, and I was getting found innocent on it. The person said it was not me. I did not do it. And they still wanted to find me guilty. wanted me, were trying to make me plead guilty to it. And I was like, I'm not pleading guilty that I didn't do it. Well, then they, they, um, said, well, we're going to find you guilty. No time, time served. You know why they did that? So they could find me seven thousand dollars. Good lord! <laughs> yeah, so that's where that's anger sh- and stuff comes from. So it was all about the big dollar, huh? huh? It was all about the mighty all, dollar. Man, the first time they find me a hundred and forty thousand dollars. I didn't have God, to do it. Man. I didn't have to do it because I did all of my time. There was nothing they could do to me for not paying it. You see what I'm saying? It went away. Right. Right. Um, but yeah, 
Now, fines well, and restitution. Fines and restitution was one hundred and forty-four thousand dollars plus ten years added up to twelve years, and so yeah, it's all money. Lord have mercy. You talking about corruption on top of corruption? Yes. Man. So, is there any uh, programs there where you are at, Dane, in Tennessee that you could go into these county jails or? No. Uh, have you well, into that. Um, Robertson County Jail, which is um, Portland and all these different places. So they actually did, man. They had uh, they had an AANA program. They had uh, some other stuff, and it was like certain units. That's all it was. But uh, I've, what I've heard is that when COVID hit, everything changed. I don't know if it's back to that now, but they actually had NANA actual programs. They went to meetings inside of there, uh, and they gave you incentives for it, like two for one. Or whatever um i think they may even give you three for one i'm not sure but so you get two days for every day that you serve you you serve a day and then a day comes off the back of your sentence so it meets in the middle um did somebody try to call in just then i missed right. it yes there we go I'm, I'm sending you a thing back there uh short pants sorry about that i missed you um okay hey how you doing yeah so if, if those no, not too bad I actually have a thing I want to talk to you about later, but uh, that's that's a little different. I had someone show up today at my house, um, mm. but uh, it's recovery related. Okay. Um, have you uh, contemplated like if they used to have uh, those things in the in the jail? Have you thought about uh, advocating to try to get them back? Yes, I definitely want to do that. I want to go to the state capitals and stuff. That's what me and my ex used to talk about. She always used to tell me, you know, me and her aren't together anymore, but she is huge in where my life is today. I'll never, I'll never say that she's not, no matter how mad I get her angry at her. She is definitely huge because she, she is the one that made me really look inside of me and see that how much good I really had in me um, and these things. And so, yes, I, I would, but as far as going in them, and, you know, like right now, in my mind would say, Man, but what if there's something out there from the past that come up that charged with and they don't let me out <laughs> or, or something? <laughs> well, I mean that's that that's there, but yeah. I tell you what, uh, some guy like me who's been to jail once and just spent the night, um, you know, other than that, didn't really have any ramifications uh, for my use. Uh, ain't gonna be able to talk to someone in the way that somebody who's had who's who's been through a lot more mm -hmm. can do. Um, in that kind of a situation they'll listen to they'll listen to, to you where they won't listen to me right you're right yeah and right so you know that's the that's the kind of thing and it says that we can go into all sorts of uh sorted places uh provided that uh that our motives are correct yeah see so unfortunately i have a real good name on the inside um i don't say unfortunately but i do so you're right. People will respect me so much if I did go inside there and do it. I know that they would. And who knows? Maybe maybe I'm leading leading that way, and God's leading me that way. If that's where he wants me to go, I'll go because I will listen to him. Um, but today, uh, I'll say I'd rather not. Well, I'd say check every avenue, right? Like, poke the prod and you know, see where the well is. I'm just a voice, and I still need everybody to help me on it, man. That people, you know I mean? We need more people, you know. We want to go and go to these capital capitals about some of the stupidest thing. Let's go in there to help your loved ones, man, who are really suffering. You know what I mean? 
and you're going inside. Okay, the whole the whole purpose of prison, they say, is rehabilitation. I want you to tell me where in the hell you're getting any rehabilitation in there. Because if these people are saying that, I'm gonna look at every one of them dead in their eyes and point my finger at them. You're a damn liar. You're not getting no yeah. rehabilitation. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a ten dollar word, right? <laughs> yeah. Rehabilitation. Um, <laughs> yeah. So. Let me, let me share a little story here. Uh, the guy that showed up at my door today, I, I got to bed at around 11 o'clock today, my time. Um, and I got to work tonight. At 1.30, I get woken up saying, so-and-so is here. And I, like, I had no idea. Like, like uh, I'm trying to figure out why I'm awake, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, and so this guy that... Uh, about two and a half years before he got out of prison, he spent uh, he spent about 21 years uh, straight uh, in um, in Washington State, and uh, so a couple years before he got out, he started seeking uh, recovery places on the outside, right? And uh, somebody gave him my name. I ended up working with the guy. When it comes down to it, when when everything falls apart in his life first person he he goes to is me right i think i lost you can anybody else hear him i can't hear him at all no mm -mm, you you went somewhere robert that's what happened buddy yo oh there you are oh no got you uh, yeah i'm in a spot where uh, my phone switches between uh between cellular and uh, Wi-Fi, <laughs> so it does some weird Last stuff. Last thing I heard you say was um, you're the person he went to. Yeah, so so he uh, so I ended up working with him while he was still in. Um, I mean, like we did the deal while he was still in. Uh, it wasn't till till after he had already been um, started helping other people inside. Uh, and then he got out was the first time I met him. Um, but this guy will, will listen to me where he won't listen to anyone else. Um, the last time I saw him before this was at least six months ago. Um, and between that time I've had like calls from the sheriff and well, two calls from the sheriff, you know, trying to figure out if, if we could find him or not. And, uh, and nothing I, I but there was something going on there um so anyways this guy comes back and uh the, the i guess the point of that is is that that he came back because he's he's wanting that recovery again he's, he wants the the solidity of that um he hasn't been drinking um and he's been sticking to to just he's on mer medical marijuana and has been um, pretty much since he got out, uh, but that's, that's kind of all he's doing. Um, the point is that recovery in when you're locked up can have a long lasting effect. And that long lasting effect is when something happens and he starts getting squirrely, he has one place he can go, one thing he can do. Right. And and that's show up at my place. Um, for a lot of guys that are uh, that are 
in the jails, you might be the only person who can talk to them. The only person that they can talk to that, that will actually understand. Right. You know, you might be the lifeline uh, as they're walking out. You know, and even though it's scary, I see what uh, you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Even though it's scary, it uh, it can be worth it. I mean, the guy's sleeping on my couch right now. Right. <laughs> like, I, I I trust him sleeping. Like like my wife's at home, and she was the one that was like, "Hey, he'll be fine sleeping on the couch." Um, you know, but like I got this call and like I, it, it took me a good month before I was like, fine, I'll like, I'll do this. I'll, I'll actually like work with a guy that's, that's locked up. Um, but that's to me that this one guy is, is almost more important than the re- the guys that are like, that are like me, you know, that, that had just had some stuff happen in their life. Like, Oh, you know, the, the wife, I was going to recovery for the wife or I was going to recovery for the doctor or the judge. Um, to me, he's a little bit different, right? Because he got sober in a spot where it's very hard to get sober. Yeah. Um, and so like, there's a, there's a big difference in that. I agree. I do agree. In Robertson County zone, would you? I don't know if I'm saying that right. I've, I've got like a million things going through my head. You are. You're saying it right. I understand what you're saying. It, and that's awesome of you to be that person for him. You know, I never had anybody like that that I would, would go to or whatever. Well, uh, it, it wasn't for the kudos. It was uh, think hardly about this because like going into, going into prison or working with people that are on the inside may actually be the calling that that you're you're looking for maybe man like because you're wanting to talk to you're wanting to talk well, i had an idea you're wanting to uh taking a podcast in the jail actually um absolutely maybe, absolutely uh, if if they're willing to talk oh i can get them to talk. absolutely why not I talk i could do that i don't yep. worry about that it's just a matter Tell of your story and all of a sudden someone's listening to them right someone's actually like paying attention to what they're it's saying a matter of getting them to let me do it you know what i mean um Right. That may be. It may be something I may end it, up doing, man. You may be right. Um, so uh, I, I will say it's a lot easier on a local level. Yes. Like if you can talk to them locally, um, and get them to open up, that's one thing. Um, if you have to make it like you start small and work your way big. Um, I think it's a good idea. It, are you? Have you made it to Discord yet? Yes, I'm on there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so I, I'm not in a spot where I can write you down, write it down, or, or find you. Um, put it in. I'll put it in. The so chat. I'll find you later, and I'll, 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 I'll put it in the chat. Okay. Yeah. I'll uh, I'll I'll take send- a screenshot of it. Yeah. yeah. Or Nick can send it to me if he's already. Yeah, I got. It. If he wants, um, you don't mind. No, go ahead. Know? Send it to him. That's fine. Yeah. Go ahead. Okay, I'll send it. To um. You. So I've got a, a a number of people, uh, a number of talks of people who've who've gone through, um situations like that i'm gonna put it i'm gonna, um, I'm gonna put it in the chat that, that might be worth listening to i'm gonna put it in the chat too so if anybody wants it they can have it and that's what i'm here for you know, my email is on a lot of these episodes if anyone wants to get in contact with me and you need to talk you got something going on you need somebody to talk to uh, send me a message or send me an email it is it is okay. uh, well, i'm gonna send you a few speaker tapes by the okay. way awesome 
um, at least link link swarm. It is uh, so. it, it is Dane oh six three six, isn't it, uh, Nick? Oh, I don't know. Hmm. What was that, Bella? <laughs> Nothing. I'm just listening to the Nick. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I think it's Dane oh six three six. I think that's what I'm sending in the chat. I think that's what it is. For your um, Discord yes, name? Yeah. The hashtag, no? Huh? I think it's a hashtag. There's always a hashtag or something in there. Oh, oh I have the, I, I'm going between like service and no service. It's a bad spot. 0636. 0636. Yep, that's what it, uh, that's what it says. So again, anybody who wants that, send me a message you need to talk. Mental health, you got something going on, you need somebody to talk to. There's always a better way. No matter what you got going on, before you make that bad decision of going to use again or whatever, or if you just need to cry out, I'll cry with you, man. Send me a message. We'll talk about it. And I wasn't a crier, you know. When I got sober, I found out I was a crier. Man, I was a, I was a cry baby. I couldn't stop crying. No kidding, man. Oh, my Jeez. God. Have you, like, have you found yourself crying at, like, weird Disney oh movies? God. Like, yes, the older ones? I'm sitting there. My, my, my little nieces are looking at me like, are you fucking, Uncle Robert, are you, are you okay? Yeah. It's fine. It's fine. I used to say, I used to say, man, I wish I could cry. Marvel found his sister. Oh man! I tell you what, it does feel a lot better. Man, though. I got so much stuff out of me, Robert. When I cried, Once it man, happens, man, I let go of so much stuff. It was amazing. It was like cleansing my whole spirit. So if yep. you're a big tough guy like me who thinks you know crimes, whatever, get you some of it. See how therapeutic it is. Yeah, I don't mind. I just don't like doing it in front of people. Yes, it is. Red it's Wolf. not it, comfortable. It sure is, man. It's not comfortable. I recommend everybody do it. <laughs> Yep. I think this has been uh, a pretty good show. All right. Dude. How much time we have left, Dave? Uh, I guess about 20 minutes. What, we get two hours? Is that our limit? Yeah. yeah we got about yeah. 15 minutes. Yeah, yeah two hours. All right. yeah, well, I'm going to meet up for a bit, right, so I'll talk to you guys later, sharing. and I'll get some information right, to man. you. Dude. Thank you for sharing that yeah. story, man. It's good seeing the rest All of you, right, everybody. everybody. Black Dragon, uh, whereabouts are you from? Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, too. I'm from Texas. Texas? Oh, okay. okay. Texas. I lived in Texas for a little while. Yeah, I lived in I, Houston, Tomball, Texas for a little while. Oh, cool, man. Yeah, you know, and, and, I, and I'm with you on that. A lot of times, what I'll normally do for even come on a line or even on Podbean, what I find it helps me, as crazy as this may sound to folks out there who, who don't really know me very well, like folks, what I do is go into, I, I listen to music. Basically, music, as they say, it can heal broken souls and it does it is a healing it factor. is man not just with god but also yes. music added in there can heal in ways that you would not expect 100 percent. no i, I want to say to everybody who's listening now or may hear this you're somebody you're important somebody loves you so whatever you got going on man you can be better um you got to want it you got to look in the mirror and tell yourself how much you love you and cry let all that shit go and whatever it is, we all got to pass. I understand, you know, people will go through a lot of stuff, man. But if you hit them knees and you'll sincerely surrender to God, he'll take it from you. He'll give you the strength that you need, yeah. um, whatever it is you may be going through. So give it a try. And again, if you need That's to reach right. out, I'm here. That's what this is all about. Um, 
my heart is in this. I'm sincere with what I'm saying right now. I would reach out to each and every one of you if you give me a call or, or email me. I'll help you in any way I can. I won't buy no drugs for you. I'll do everything else. Um, right. No, I've already did a bad thing in my past. It wasn't that, thank God. Oh, I almost, uh, almost no. forgot something. If you're in this area and you're in Franklin, Tennessee, and something happens, your cars break down or do whatever, call Gentry Towing. Uh, they're the best thing going. Great reviews on Google, 615-772-6149. Give them a call. They'll come help you out. So there's that. Um, I think it's been a good show. What do y'all think? I, I think it's I, been I, great. Yeah. I, I think it's been great. And I'll just say as a warning in closing, mm-hmm. don't mess with the occult like I did, folks. Don't get wrapped mm-hmm. up into something demonic. Yeah. Well, well, we, we, we kind of touched on that in one of my shows with Nick and, and, and Dane, and that sometimes the devil will come out when these things happen. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he definitely. just suddenly appears. Poof, you know, he's there. and I, Right? I am this right. type of person now. Um, mm-hmm. When I start waking up in the morning, before I ever raise up out of the bed, before I get that dip I'm wanting so bad, or at cup of coffee, mm-hmm. I start praying immediately. Like that's who I am because yes. I know he's listening. Hit them knees, man. Yes. Hit them knees and, and prepare yourself for the day. That's the most important thing. You have to prepare that's yourself it. immediately because mm-hmm. if you slip up, that devil's out there waiting, man. Right. He's sitting there waiting, yes. and hoping you're going to slip yes. up. And if you do, he's going to get and you. That is so important. I'm so happy. Like I've met people who are kind of on my wavelength. Exactly what I do in the morning is pray. Um, I mean, whatever religion you believe in. There's no like, you know, whatever you you believe in, whatever God, I respect that. But you have to believe in something yep. to get by these things in life. I, I really, truly believe that. And I believe that mm-hmm. talking to people like you guys on here is a huge, huge bonus. Yes. Everybody, please it, follow it me and all because... that good stuff. And, and... Yeah, everybody you know, should follow each yes. other. Everybody yeah, should follow each other, you out. know, because... Yeah. It's really, yeah. So please follow Dane, of course. Follow Dane and Black Dragon will follow you. And Nick, follow me. And Nick, Nick's already following me. He follows me everywhere. I hope to build build a lot of genuine friendships because I really don't have a lot of genuine friendships. Mine were always based on drugs and these kind of things. And um, Mm -hmm. I've got people in the program I'm friends with. But y'all know what I'm saying. Uh, You're like a big family. You know, the older that I get, that I'm still a young buck in life, only even though I'm only... 45, you know, one thing I realized, Dane, is, man, how short is this life? If we don't take opportunities now, we're going to regret it later. It's true. You know? Well, I really appreciate Dane bringing out, you know, being so organic and, and, and being trustworthy to, like, express himself on this platform. You know, it's sometimes it's, it's, it's hard to speak in front of a lot of people. You have a lot of confidence. Yeah. You know, he's... He's very confident, and I like to surround myself with confident people. I don't mean to sound bad, but it—I need to do that at this point in my life. I've always surrounded myself with confident people, and I—I I think it's—I uh, think that's where we're going with that. Nick, any last words? Are you there? Oh yeah, I'm here. Oh, you're there. Okay. I was just going to tell Dane he's got a couple people that would like to uh, join him. Maybe someday in this one of his shows. Yeah, without a doubt. Oh, you your uh, 
can you put your uh, Discord or your email or something that these guys can get a hold of you? Yeah. Uh, sure. I'll put my, let me put the email in. I'll put it in right now, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to fix it, put the Discord again and my email. Uh, contact me. I'll get to you as soon as I can. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, the more people the better. I, I enjoy people coming up sharing their opinions. That's what this is all about, you know. Not that I want to have any arguments. Let me I don't check. Really uh, let it. me check him on. I think on Podbean. Let me see if you can get a hold of him on. Um, well, you can leave a comment with the uh, episode. And no, but on there. if you go to his uh, page, you should be able to see his Instagram and stuff. Let me see if it's connected. Hold on. Uh, no, but mine is like on my page. Like you could follow me, but Dan, you could also add that to your to your Podbean page. I thought I did. Or on, yeah, I don't see it on there, but you post it in the chat, and then you could also, um, I guess, follow Dane. Uh, if you like your Twitter and all that, you, you got to put all of that stuff. Go to Google yeah. and you put in Dane Gentry. All mm-hmm. of my stuff will pull up. Like I said earlier, don't pay attention to the Walter Dane Gentry stuff. That's that's the old guy. Don't worry about that. Just pay attention to the Dane Gentry stuff. It pulls up all my stuff uh, anywhere you can find me, I think. I think it does. So what's the best way you want people to message you? On Instagram? On no, I don't really, Discord? I don't really go on there too much. The best way is probably email. My email, really. Email. So maybe you should type it in the yeah, chat. So I, people I got can, it in there. Dane yeah. Gentry Podcast at gmail.com yeah. or, or Discord. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Uh, um, okay. I'm not big on Instagram, really. I, I send stuff to it. You can also put that in your uh, opening thing. So whenever anybody comes in, it pops up and does the little opening thing. Right. It's like, hey, if you want to contact me, it's you know, this is how this is how to contact me. Okay. Yeah. That way, it pops up every time somebody walks into your show. Okay. Good idea. Yeah. Thanks. It's like the opening, the beginning of the opening. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I get what he's saying. Basically, your social medias or any way that they can contact you will be there each time or when they come visit the show when you're yeah. on. Yeah. If if you yeah. if you can't get a hold of me there and you do send anything to social media, I'll see it. It may just take me a little while longer to see it because, like I said, I don't hang out on there a lot. Um, but if you send me to, if you send something to this email or the Discord, I'll definitely see it. Because I, I stay on top of my my email for sure. Yeah, and as yeah. more more that you do the lives, you can you can promote your G, you know your email and just reiterate it um, as you do your lives, and then people will you know get used to like getting a hold of you. Yep. Because basically, what I know what a lot of content creators do. I noticed what a lot of YouTube content creators would do. They'll have all their um socials there were easily to get in contact if you need to yeah i'm on youtube too with such and such and um i've got some yeah. videos and all these all of these go over there too so um and yeah. you know come on podbean yeah. and all that stuff but i'm on all platforms you can find me on any podcast platform it is i'm on all of them um awesome man. i'll upload the it's show later and all that night. stuff i and, think i think i'm on a i'm on a Go ahead and get me some shut eye. It's getting almost ten o'clock this time. Over I couldn't here. hear him, brother. What do you yes, say? What do you say so. no. He's gonna get. He's gonna get some sleep. Okay. Yeah, thank you for coming by, man. I appreciate <laughs> it. I'm gonna get some sleep. Are oh, you welcome? I'll see you man. next time, my friend. And I wish you all the best. I wish you the best in the future, man. Good night. I do you as well, man. Good night. Get some good sleep. Right, God bless, man. Stay good safe. Meeting you. you too, Bella. All right. Well, um, I think if everybody's cool, I think we might shut this thing down. Great. Well, everybody have a good night. Um, 
Thank you, Red Wolf. I appreciate that. I appreciate all the support. I appreciate it from everybody, man. Everybody's been great to me from day one. Um, it is like a family on here, and I do appreciate it. It means a lot. Someone who's new for sure because, you know, you're a little nervous and stuff and all that, and y'all make me feel real comfortable right at home, and that's huge to me. Uh, when you have a past like mine and you let it out there, you don't know how people are going to react. And I've been shown nothing but love and care, and I, it means so much to me, each and every one of y'all. Um, it's awesome. Yeah. Uh, so I think we're going to shut this thing down. Again, you can contact me at danegentrypodcast.gmail.com. Uh, or on Discord, Dane0636, and I'll get to you as soon as I can. Thank you, Bella. Thank you, Nick. Thank you, Robert. No worries. And everybody else who I'm forgetting, uh, GGRB, thank you, Red Wolf. Every, yes. Everyone who's been on here, I sure appreciate it. Uh, we'll be back for another live show on Monday. I'll do a recorded one probably over the weekend as well, so check that out also. I'll be looking for it. And I'll, I'll yep. see everybody next time. God bless. Stay safe. And remember, whatever you're going through, Give it to God. Just give it a chance. Just give it a chance, man. Give it to him. Just try it out. What do you got to lose? Try it out and just watch what he'll do for you. And those of you who missed the show, don't forget, Dane will upload this show and publish it under Dane Gentry. You can take a listen to it later all over again for whatever you missed. Yeah, it was a good one. Y'all want to hear it. Tell all your friends about it. Thank y'all. Everybody have a good night. God bless. I love everybody. Good night. And I'll see y'all next time. Take- all righty. See y'all. Goodbye.